0: Level Up La Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching
1: you need to succeed.
2: You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up La Latina.
1: Welcome back. This is the Level La Up Latina podcast. This is episode 77. Today is our random episode and we love the random episode because if you've been following along every month, we talk about anything and everything towards the tail end of the month. And we love this episode because it gives us a chance to catch up with each other and catch up with all of you, our listeners. So first off, how are we feeling today? ¿Cómo estamos, mujeres? Bien. Bien
2: excited. Que ya viene el Dia de gracias. Ayito, you want
0: to be by the fireplace. And what about those uh, magic uh, Michael Jackson gloves? Because <laughs> he works and he gets really cold down here. And I was telling Irene earlier how he turns on the heater down here and he wears his like big puffy jacket, his beanie. And I come in here and I'm like, dude, my like, person or no, like, and he's like, es que está know, frio. And it is like I came down here to work in the office, but um, I don't you know, I don't I don't need the heater. But because I'm wearing a long sleeve, but my hands are so anyway, I'm wearing the Michael Jackson
1: gloves, fingerless gloves for the wind. So it sort of does feel like the holidays are upon us because of the weather. I know we're in California. We're spoiled, but we are feeling cold. The mornings are colder. The atmosphere is colder. It's raining. It hailed the other day here. It never really hails in Southern California. But the chunks of ice were falling and that was kind of fun. Vettel said that Thanksgiving is coming, and that is the truth. Thanksgiving, when you listen to this episode, will be one day away, God willing, and you'll listen the day that it airs. So we're really excited to celebrate Thanksgiving, even though it's going to be a little different this year. Hopefully the safest Thanksgiving you've ever had, and you're not with a 100 other people. I know that if you have a big family, you're going to miss out on that if you're being responsible because of COVID. But we wish you well either way. Ladies, we will start with what we're thankful for. Since Thanksgiving is right around the corner, we can share that in our random episode. Anything and everything we're thankful for, maybe not thankful for, but we can go positive first. I'll start because I feel that even though this year has been shitty, just shitty,
0: right? The year that we thought we were going to have, a, it was going to be a perfect, perfect vision. It's just a lot, of, a lot of things were canceled. But I think overall, we're blessed we have health, so I'm thankful for our health. A big part of that is because we've been, you know, staying indoors, home, practicing shelter in place, and and all the restrictions. So yes, it's been hard, but but I am thankful for all the opportunities that we've had this year. My family, specifically, you know, Luis graduated from his PhD program. The girl started preschool. Um, Level of Latina has been growing. Our p- podcast was featured for um, Latinx Heritage Month. So I think overall, we've been blessed this year. So I'm thankful for that. That's awesome. Yeah, Ceci,
2: I think Sassy to- totally mentioned uh, the cancel. I think cancel culture came in with uh, a bang. It even canceled out the year. I think for me, what I am grateful for is that everyone, like Sessie mentioned, everyone in my family uh, up to this point is has been able to maintain their health uh, to the best of their abilities. I have my parents that are, you know, both in their 70s. They've been skeptics on the COVID idea. They're like, no, I cura, se cura, en Tijuana I medicina. I'm like, mom, no. So thankfully, they've still done what they need to do to stay healthy. And, you know, they wiped down their, all the things. So I'm glad that my parents, I still have my parents, we've had a lot of friends that have passed. Um, we have, we've had friends that have lost their, their parents. So yeah, I'm very grateful that I have my parents still. We've had, you know, a couple of our friends that have lost their loved ones, lost uh, their father or their mother, um, siblings. So we make sure that I'm just very, very thankful that I have my parents still with me. Um, everyone in my family has been healthy. Um, I have my kids. I'm very thankful for my, for my three little babies that have changed my life. And regardless of all the craziness for the better. And, um, cause who knows what life I'll be living right now, single and crazy and still being out there disregarding COVID restrictions, <laughs> but, um, I'm just, yeah, I'm very thankful that I have my, my family, that everyone's healthy and that I have a good partner. We've been put to the test in so many different, at so many different levels. You know, we reached a year of marriage in August and thankfully we have been able to manage and discuss things that have what we consider an issue, I guess, or a, a concern and been able to, ne- you know, tackle things down in, in, in a very civilized and adult manner. And I'm very proud of both of us for that. And I'm very glad to have a very supportive and understanding partner in my life. And of course, Love of is one of my best things. So I'm very, very, very grateful for you, ladies and uh, the community that we're, we're we're planning on building here with La Latina—that's
1: exciting, Veto. It's funny. I guess you do love Otto, even though you said that you know we love our husbands more than you love him. <laughs> <laughs> Veto did not say that. Everybody, um, there's <laughs> no competition here. I see no, exactly I that. You're. There's
2: nothing to lie. We, I did say that.
1: <laughs> no, you didn't say that we love. Did you really say we love them more? I thought you said it appeared as though, but yeah, no, it it don't. But it's not like true. It. I don't want oh, our my listeners husband, to think yeah. that. But that's beautiful. I'm thankful for a lot of those things as well. You ladies, absolutely. Of course, it's been like my release and my oasis in a crazy unpredictable year because a lot of things are unpredictable, but not us. We've been solid and consistent and here for each other and That's beautiful. Our relationship grows because of it. I'm thankful for my honey, my kids, their health, my body, just to be able to move my body and feel my body getting stronger. The more I move it, the more I take care of it. And that goes for not just your physical body, but your mindset, your heart being the best you can be. I'm thankful for good, positive energy because the election, I think, was a hard thing to go through in 2020. And I'm just happy that it's over and the result is one that I'm proud of and ready to reap the benefit from. So I'm thankful for all of that. And then some, I hope that all of you listening will take some time to write down what you're thankful for, or better yet, share it. If it's someone else in your life, a family member, a friend, someone you miss, someone you're close to, someone that helps you, someone that doesn't help you maybe, and there's something that's teaching you a lesson, reach out to those people. Or if it's in your private moments, please take time to be grateful because it's so good for us. Now, I want to backtrack and I want to dig a little bit since this is a random episode. We can go anywhere and everywhere. And today I have the power because today I'm the moderator. So I get to ask the questions. It's so scary. It's scary because you don't know <laughs> what, what I'm going to ask. Gonna ask.
2: Yeah, button. Button.
1: I wanted Vero to share with me since she just loves talking about her husband. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) how you said earlier that you worked through some stuff. Like, how did you do it? Tell our listeners marriage is hard. COVID has been hard on marriages and relationships. So you don't have to give us all the nitty gritty if you don't want to. And since you think about an answer too, but like, what have you used to get through your marriages and your relationships in general during these tricky times for you as a newlywed? What worked homie? Uh, um,
2: Patience on my end and uh, giving me, allowing myself to process things first. I was typically one of those people that was just be very, very reactive. You know, I have a mouth on me, but through the years I've learned, I won't get the results that I want and that I need if I don't first meditate on it, process it, and then really understand what makes me feel a certain way and then sharing it. I wanted to avoid explosive, Uh, arguments. That's not the business. That's not my deal. Like drama was probably great for me in my early 20s, but not anymore. You know, I I made a decision a long time ago that it's not worth it for me. For me, my health, it's been a process in the sense of let me process how I'm feeling. I don't know if I ever shared this with you guys. There was a point where I, I was still pregnant. I don't know if I was still pregnant with Archie. So this is recent. This is, you know, right before COVID started. I remember I happened to find some messages and I saw that my husband was still using terms of endearment with an ex. Okay. And those things you're like, ah oh. oh, I love the
1: I love the random <laughs> episode.
2: Yeah. I I mean because those are the things that you're like, you process and you wonder, you're like, okay, and you guys know me. I'm very non in sentido like pasi amor, but I'm just like, I understand that we have different relationships in our lives and different people provide different things for us. And a lot of times we're not a hundred percent, we can't be everything to one person. And I get it, you know. We need friends. We need, you know, confidants, all these other things, because different people just bring a different perspective into our lives. And I respect that. And I was doing that for my husband until I did. And this is a thing. I'm not a jealous person. I'm not in the sense um, one of those, you know, women that are driving, going nuts and like, who is my, my husband having a friendship or relationship with? But I did get curious one day. And I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna be honest. I'm almost forty, you know. I'm like, oh, he happened to leave his phone in the bathroom. I'm like, you know, he I know his password. He knows mine. And I went on there and I saw a message with him, you know, talking to with his ex. And the first thing was them using terms of endearment with one another. And first of all, I was like, well, I opened his phone. Now I have to deal with that, right? Um, but at like the, the word time, babe
1: was, was it like the word babe like that kind no. of term. Um, or just sweet, not like,
2: like babe, but like let's say you and I Did it Irene, right? We were we were significant others, and we you know we dated for a long time, and then I called you. Let's say I just called you, um, Bunny. Hi, Bunny. Bunny, uh-huh. cute, yeah. Bunny okay. buns, bunny buns, or honey buns, or not? Yeah. You no, know, okay. something like that. Okay, cheeky, so cute. Okay, huh? Something cheeky, cute that only you and I understand and where it came from, right? Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. It wasn't babe. I got but it. Uh, he
1: called her sugar tits. He
2: called her sugar tits. <laughs> what's up sweet <laughs> bottoms what's up sweet bottoms No, it wasn't <laughs> nice that it was just more of like dude like there's the the names just were like it's it wasn't anything that you could just like oh i get it why no it was there was meaning there was something there so me lo trague for a few days and i was like yo de pendeja, why am i going through his stuff i should just i trust him right and it wasn't like i was looking for something in particular i just did it you know so I found that and I was like, no wonder I went through this one because I, uh, there was something in the back of my head. No, it was just like, fuck. So I didn't want to drive myself nuts about it, but I did process it. And I was like, okay, what did this do? First of all, I shouldn't have gotten this phone. I just, I should just trust him. But then how do I address this now, now that I know it? So I knew that in the conversation, it was going to be one of those things of like, hey, I happened to go through your phone. I found this. Now, he was probably going to feel violated, right? What's my phone? But he has, I mean, he's given me access to his phone. So I knew that there were going to be different things that were going to be touched upon here. Anyway, it came up. It took me about three days to finally, you know, process it and be like, okay, what what does this do to me? So for me, I didn't feel like my relationship with him was threatened. I didn't feel like he didn't love me. I didn't feel like this was, you know, was a testing part of our relationship, that he wasn't invested in an us I just felt that there was, I'm like, there's history. I know that they care about one another. And the the, the conversation wasn't like, what's up, you know, was new in the sense of disrespectful. It was just that aspect of it. So for me, I'm like, okay. I told him, like, I, I understand. And we were in bed already. Going to bed, I was full-on pregnant right before my baby was born. And I was like, I want to talk to you about something. And I'm like it's been a, f- a few days and I needed to take a few days because I wanted to communicate to you without getting emotional. Because emotions get the best of us. First of all, right? Our reactions, our emotions just take the, get the best of us. I'm like, I know I was wrong in the part of going into your phone, but this is what I stumbled upon. And I find it disrespectful for to your wife for you to have terms of endearment, say so using terms of endearment with someone of your past. Now, I respect you having friends, and I respect you being friends with this person. However, this is how it makes me feel. And I don't appreciate it. I feel that that's just respectful to me as your wife. Now, um, I don't know if you can potentially talk to this person about it and be like, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and the thing is that once I mentioned that to him and how I felt, he was like, you know what, that's my bad because I've been feeling like this for a long time. And how to address my friend and saying like, hey, you know what? I don't feel comfortable using these terms anymore. Let's, you know, can we just not? And we know each other's names, obviously. Let's address each other by who we are. And he's like, you know, it's funny that you bring it up because I've been dealing with it and how to address it. I just didn't know how. And I just got time going by, time going by, like no big deal. And he's like, yes, it sucks that you saw that. I'm sorry. And he apologized to me. And then he addressed it with her. And I'm like, hey, I don't mind you having friends. I'm telling you. Like, I could have been like, no fucking way. You're not going to be friends with this person. Fuck this. I don't trust you. No, that had nothing to do with it because he wasn't being disrespectful in the conversation. It was just that little part of it where it's like, no, the freaking difference now. I am your wife. Let's respect that. You don't want it to somehow shift to something else. Like, don't forget, I am the person that's in your life now. And I understand and respect who that person was in your past, of your past, and why you decide to carry on friendship. But what I've learned so far is that if I don't express my thoughts and I don't take time to really process that emotion and what it causes my mind to wander and what it all it does to me, then I'm just going to explode and have the reaction I don't want. Because I could have gone totally worse. My husband won't trust me. My husband would be like, well, who who do you think? You're like some jealous, crazy person. And I understand that we do get possessive in a sense of our our our, our, our partners, right? Because they're ours, right? They're You're my husband. But we're still people. And that's just one example. And throughout this process, imagine like being in a room, you know, in our house, our small little house with a person, like if you know my story <laughs> of my husband and I, you know, we, we kind of, you know skip the whole dating part. Yes, we knew each other for a long time and we would see each other, we would hang out, but we weren't in a relationship. We weren't with each other all the time and all that stuff where we smoothly transition into kids and marriage and all that. It just happened. It all happened just so fast. So, and within our first, year, first months of being married, eight months of being married, we're in a house with our three kids that are growing, our family's growing, you know, he still has to work. I'm trying to, you know, do my best. That I can to grow our business and grow as a person. So things come up, right? It's family, you know, hey, you know, addressing things about my mom, you know, hey, your mom does this. And can you please talk to her about this? And not taking it personal and getting defensive. So there's been a lot of trial things and a lot of new things. So what's really helped for me has just been shut your mouth, take a moment, step back, process things because maybe you interpreted things right, wrong but take a moment to process it and then approach like hey let me let me just clarify is this what you meant like i don't get it and that's helped instead of just fucking blowing up because that shit's easy and we can easily do it it's fixing that what the mess that causes so anyway that's just part of it irene
1: No, I love it. That's like four tips of the day. No, okay. Maybe like one or two, like you need to be able to gather your thoughts. It's so hard. And I'm so proud of you, Veto. It's such a sign of maturity in your first year as a newlywed to be able to say, I sat with this for a couple of days. I think I have barely learned how to do that. I've been married 15 years.
0: No, same here, dude. Same
1: yeah, here. same here, dude. Like I probably would have flushed the fucking phone down the toilet if it fit. It says <laughs> over there throwing shit virtually. Um, I'm so proud of that tip of the day because truth be told, what you just said was so important. You then have to deal with the consequences of overreacting, losing your cool, cursing, being the angry woman. Um, so you don't want to do that. That actually is going to close communication down. So first tip is, whoo, try to gather yourself. I love how you explained it and expressed it like, whoa. And the second thing was patience. You mentioned patience a couple times. Like, it's such a beautiful virtue. Not enough of us have it. I've also learned through 2020 that patience is king. And I'm so proud of you, Veto, for having that and learning that. With age, you're saying, you know, if you were a lot younger, you probably would have popped up by the mouth, but you learned to be a lot more patient. So thank you for sharing that story. That's a vulnerable story to share. And I was like, on the edge of my seat, like, <laughs> where's the fight? And it sounds like it was pillow talk. No <laughs> and it was like you know it was a,
0: it was something serious that you needed to talk to him about i was just gonna say how well because i mean you were saying like even us that have been married a little longer like i you know i'd probably lose like shit i lost my shit this this year during covid for something so stupid it was something about i don't know that luis didn't want to bait the girls and that or something like that and i and i like storm and I was like yelling at him and I was like I never do this like afterwards I was like oh shit like mind you it was like I don't know maybe May and it was like the early months of the pandemic so you know Shit! P- people were losing their minds, but I, it was something so dumb, and I lost my shit for for something like that, like screaming and just thinking, like, "Fuck!" The
1: neighbors definitely heard me. He I say esta pinche vieja loca gritando. It's because you probably kept it in, because that's your other tip, Vettel, that You eventually have to say something, yeah, right? Yeah. You probably felt a couple things here and there, so see and one day said this todo. Yeah,
0: that was probably it. That was probably it. You know, along the lines of like you know, mom knowing where everything's at. Or, like, just being asked over and over. And that was probably it. That was just, yes. like, the, the, the ¿cómo se dice?
1: La pinche gota que derramó el vaso. Exactly. Like, Ceci was like, sí, I'm man. done with this shit. I'm
0: not yeah. bathing these girls. It's funny because, like, earlier today, uh, we always talk about how, like, you know, our husbands always asking. I was like, where's this? Where's that? You know, even though they've sí. they've seen where we put the stuff numerous times. Today. And we've told them several and we've times. we told them today Luis was asking, he's like, hey, where's my sweater? The, the zip-up gray one, the one I was wearing yesterday that has a little, I forgot what it is. Uh, una he was marca wearing matita. it yesterday? Yeah, he was wearing it yesterday. He couldn't yesterday. find it. I was like, but, I don't know. He's, I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I didn't even see you wearing it. And my knee was like a few minutes before I was going to come downstairs. <laughs> but I was like, I didn't even see you wearing it. I didn't even know you wore it yesterday. Like, whatever. And he's like, oh, ya la encontré. He's, he yells out. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> You can't even get it
1: out. You're, you're probably sitting, look at her laughing. I love
0: it. Listeners, she can't even get it out. <laughs> I, said, I said, I was like, ¿Dónde estaba? You know,
1: la oh, en su lugar. Where it's supposed to be. Look where it's supposed to be. Before you ask.
0: I love loving because he uses my words because, I, you know, así le respondo en su lugar y no, y el mismo dijo en su lugar, and he gave me like a, a big <laughs> smile I'll like, ¿y quién la puso en su lugar? Yo mismo i like, oh, ya ves That's how it Boy. works, husband oh, ya, man.
1: Aprendió. ya aprendió,
0: ya aprendió algo Ya aprendió, ya, ya, cinco <laughs> años después pero ya
2: No, no like, it ¿Qué sweater? ¿Cuándo? ¿Y tú quién eres? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, since says he was like, "Is this with And it was like her first layer. She's wearing seven. She's got the sweater on in the I cold ass office. one this? Oh, that's
0: happened. That's happened. Where like, ¿Estabas sus pantuflas or whatever? I'm like, you're not selling this stand And then I look like fuck. I'm wearing them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So thank you, Betel, uh, for sharing your very candid story with all the juicy details and all the great tips of the day right there, patience, communication, gathering yourself. And thank you, Ceci, for illustrating that it doesn't get easier with time and sometimes we have to own that we've lost our cool I know I have throughout COVID. I've actually gotten a lot better now that I look back on it. Like in the beginning, COVID was hard and we kind of ease into it and learn this new normal, but it's been an interesting year. But what has worked for you, Ceci, this year? Being so at home with each other and the family and the new normal, how are you it, making it work in your relationships?
0: I think just being patient with each other and rereading or at least skimming and through some of the chapters of the um, the love language book, uh, the five languages of love, uh, I, I think in the summer I was like rereading it and kind of reminding myself. And then we retook the quiz and things shifted a little bit in our different love languages. They were, they were different now. So reminding myself of that, uh, reminding Luis, like, Hey, remember this and yeah, just being patient with each other and talking. And yeah, I feel like we started the pandemic just being like tense and, and, you know, maybe because we literally have not seen anyone in months. And then as things eased up, just seeing people, more people, but just being super, I don't know, I guess strict about it. And, okay, we're going to see these people, but we're going to like be wearing our mask and be outside. And, and even, I think I have mentioned this before, like getting tested a few days before and just following all those procedures, I think I know, I know it's hard because we're still not seeing our families and we're still in, you know, where it's already Thanksgiving and we're like, okay, who are we going to see? Are we going to see this side? Are we going to see that side? And, and, um, how are we gonna, how are we going to do it? And we were so excited about like having Thanksgiving at our house and having like my parents and his parents. Um, but we decided this week that that wasn't you know, pr- probably safe. And even if we got tested, so we're like, all right, we're gonna have my parents. My my in laws are not coming. And um, you know, being safe. I called my mom and I said, hey, don't see anyone. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, no, a because it's. I know it's, it's been hard. And and the last two months, they've they've definitely left their or uh let their guard down and getting together. And there's been parties, and I don't agree with that. Uh, and I haven't gone just because I, I don't just I don't feel safe. And even though people they're like, oh, but es que no estamos enfermos y no tenemos symptomas, and I'm like, there's people with no symptoms, like that's the thing. And so I I had a con I was like the bad guy with my parents, and I actually called them yesterday and I said, Hey, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna get together, we're gonna eat outside. Uh, we're gonna have one person serving the meal me and um you know trying to distance ourselves we're still getting tested and so we're just i don't know just trying to be be strict in that regard and just be be safe even yesterday too i was maybe a month ago i i and i had planned to have lunch with each other and i was going to go to hayward i was going to leave my girls with with my mom and then we were going to get together in a like outside restaurant but they were like, they had mocos and like a cough all this past week. And I didn't want to like dump them at my mom's house. And then I messaged her and I said, Oh my god, I'm gonna have to cancel. I'm so sorry. She's like, Yeah, she's like, I assume we were gonna cancel anyway, just because the new restrictions. So it just it sucks that we thought things were gonna ease up and we were gonna like see each other and see our friends, but pues no, no se puede. So that's that's definitely hard. I kind of deviated with what you asked me, but I think overall it's just being Patient, having the conversations like, okay, let's sit down, let's talk with our families and tell them what our plan is. And if they're on board, all right, come along. And if not, thank you very much. Mejor después nos vemos or nos vemos virtually. And that's what we need to do.
1: And that's exactly answering my question, even the part about ARA, because you're communicating. It's tough to say, like, maybe let's cancel. And a lot of people are probably feeling like, let me just do it anyway. And that's not worth the risk. Your family, they might be judgmental that you're like, it's outside and I'm the only one serving. But you're doing right by them by communicating how you feel. And this year, more than ever, we just have to communicate how we feel. Because we're going to learn the hard way and somebody's going to end up sick or feelings are going to end up hurt because we weren't clear. So I think that's a really great lesson and you're doing it. So say you're practicing what you preach and you're trying to be safe and you're not going to force your families to get together. And you're going to have to be the, like you said, the bad guy, I think you said, and tell them, never mind. I was just having that conversation with my husband because we're not going to do anything with my side of the family. It's just far too big and I don't want hurt feelings. So I'm not going to invite 10 of these people to sit outside. Like I'm just not, there's a family of like 30, 40 people to consider. And I think all of us are shy and not pulling the trigger and having that conversation or unless I'm not in the conversation. So my mom seems to be like in limbo. So I'm just going to do something with her early. I'm going to get her on Wednesday, bring her over, do a mini Thanksgiving with my mom and have that moment with her and let her be at home Thursday with my brother who she lives with. And my niece. And if other people come and they make their decisions, they make their decisions. But I'm going to try not to do that. But my husband's family is having a brunch and they're a small family. So we always meet that mark where it's not more than 10 people getting together, but it still feels a little dicey. And I know they've been really safe and really strict. And suddenly they're all really on it because a few of them actually came down with COVID unrelated to us gathering. I'm still feeling doubts though, even though it's like, okay, we meet all the markers. So most of is likely none of them or half of them can't get COVID. Because they've already had it, you know. I'm being dramatic and exaggerant, but the point is that I have my doubts, and so I need to communicate those doubts. I need to communicate them with him. How's it going to work? Is is it going to be this sussy situation where we're sitting outside, one person serving? Like, how's this going to work? Because better safe than sorry. So one thing we've learned this year. Say it up front, even if you have to feel like you're the bad guy or you're labeled like ah oh, ella delicada or yeah. oh she does this, I you know, know. Uh-huh. yeah she believes yeah. she's scared whatever the label right little yeah a uh-huh. but, but like all it. these labels
2: yeah and that's the thing it's like I I had to tell my parents um I think I shared with, this with you guys earlier before we started recording my parents were both very skeptical about this whole corona thing and they they find that there's you know there's got to be a solution somewhere I'm like well if it's out there it's not here yet and they recently you know our neighbors. It's uh, like three generations living in the house. And so los abuelos, they're around my parents' age. They're a little bit younger than my parents. You know, the grandparents, you can say, their kids live there. And then the kids' kids live there. So the grandchildren. So somehow COVID got into the house. La señora had pre-existing conditions. And we know them. You know, we've, they've been our neighbors for, for a long time. And they both, the older parents, you know, the dad and the mom, the grandparents, ended up in the hospital, rushed an ambulance to the hospital. La señora passed away this week. And the man is still in the hospital now, struggling, fighting for his life. And it is now that my mom's like, did you hear the news? Oh, my God. I can't, it's insane. I hope, I'm like, I feel very sorry, and I, I'm very sorry for their loss. But I hope this really brings the, a realization to you that it is a real thing. And it does affect people like you, your age, your age with pre-existing conditions, that you don't have, you know, the the health to be able to fight or the strength to fight it in the sense. So I hope you understand that it's real and start to, you know, really think about all the things you do. My mom, corta nopales, los vende por la vecindad, you know, and si tienen, ahorita están saliendo aguacates, la se voy a cortar los aguacates y los voy a vender. La no, mom, don't do that. Don't go knocking on people's doors. Like, you don't know. So I told him, like, you might, you may have made fun of me for my restrictions when I tell you, you went to TJ with my uncle and you came back and you're like, we want to go see the kids. We miss them. No, you can see them in two weeks after you've quarantined and you've taken a COVID test. What are we going to take a test for? I'm like, you might, you probably found me being exagerada y dramática. I'm sorry for worrying about you. The reason I've been not going out, the reason I have prevented from having a Thanksgiving dinner or going to have drinks with my or going to have, you know, just going out doing me because I need some me time is because of you guys. I wanna make sure that you guys are okay because I want you to be a part of my life along with my kids and everything. So I'm holding back, not because I think it's a hoax or because I'm so scared, but because I take their life into consideration. So all those things that you probably thought I was being extra about, this is why.
0: Yeah. For you. Yes. For you. For you. That's exactly what I told my parents yesterday. I'm like, ustedes son, they say, mm-hmm. ah, pinches chulos, que sangrones, estrictos, las de no para nada, no, I'm like, pero pues, you know, la, la demás familia. Pero yo estoy haciendo, nosotros estamos haciendo esto por ustedes. Entonces da coraje que otra familia no respete eso o que ustedes mismos Salgan, y que, y que, you know, you guys are going to all these like festivities or um, reuniones and we're over here like being super strict, getting tested, getting poked and all this. And, you know, it's just it's frustrating. I I told my mom, you I didn't actually, she's getting tested on Monday. I didn't even ask her for it. I scheduled the appointment for her. And so I called her. I was like, hey, I scheduled this for you. And she's like, oh yeah, she's like, yo we can. me llegó el, el text message, dije, chico, dije you just, you, I already tested, and I tested negative. I'm like, no, you're doing it again, because past two weekends, you guys had events. So yeah, pues yeah, she's like, no, pues sí, voy. Uh, Mi papá es el que no, no quiere.
1: No quiere, right? Now, way no, to go to I mean, you got to back up your mom and get her tested and figure it out. I'm trying to also convince my mom to not take it personal that people don't come that people are strict that they don't see her like she's hurt you know she's so hurt that you know she doesn't really see my sister and no one really gets together and I keep reminding her every time I see her just solita I went to dye her hair yesterday we have our moments you know COVID's doing cool stuff for us I'll do her toenails or whatever I take her food and and I remind her that like it's got to be like this just a little bit longer god willing like don't take it personal if everybody could stop and see you one-on-one and know they're okay we would like Everyone doesn't live as close as me, or they're going to have their moment with you safely. Like, I'm really trying to keep her sane because she's taking it very, very personal, very personal that some family members are quote unquote strict. But I think that that's what has to happen. And if all of us were loose and all of us were okay with just mistreating her life, she can't be here at Christmas time. So, all of you listening, Point is you're probably so tired of hearing about COVID, but it's back and it's stronger, and we have to remember that and get it back in gear. As fatigued as we are, do it for the greater good. Do it for the older society. Do it for the people of the world that are Vettel's neighbors and that family. They're done. Why is Vettel laughing over there and dropping the middle finger? Sorry, I'm <laughs> laughing on behalf of COVID. COVID. COVID's LL Cool J's. Don't call it a comeback. I've been oh, here all year. COVID. Oh yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah nunca se fue aquí, aquí it's been here. here you're Don't right it's back. gotten worse yeah. it has but it feels like it's gotten worse looking at charts and not because i looked them up because luis was looking at them uh so the daily the daily cases back in april or so were about 30, 30 000, and right now we're at like two hundred thousand daily so no it's terrible it's jing- Guys, there's like, going to
2: be at least half, there's going to be half a million people dead by April, March, oh April. All we're saying, como dijo Irene, is just really, we might be tired of hearing it, but you know, como dice, failing to plan is a plan to fail. So here we go, guys.
1: Here we go again. Be the strong one and... Do like Ceci, because before we wrap today, I want to talk about Ceci. And you might be having big birthdays that are coming up and celebrations. Her and her husband just had back-to-back birthdays. And they made the best of it. And we want to hear about it. And while Ceci probably wanted to be out painting the town with her friends, dinner, she was very responsible. So thank you for setting a good example, Ceci. And now tell us about how you celebrated your birthday.
0: So I signed up for a cooking class with uh, Chef Marcela Valladolid. And it was amazing. I mean, I signed up because the recipes looked really yummy. And they were like to have like a Mexican Thanksgiving and have dishes, um, prepared dishes that were Mexican for Thanksgiving. So I was like, that looks cool. And then when I purchased the uh, the ticket, then I realized like, oh, it's on my birthday. And then I was like, well, it's not like I'm going to go anywhere so it was amazing it was like a two hour show and then she tells you to like prep things beforehand and she does it with her sister and they're like a dynamic duo they're still bailando cantando and I was like oh my god I could get on, in on this Luis overheard you know the live zoom class and he's like they, they sound like your friends I'm like I know right so it was fun and the and we had like food for the rest of the week literally and it was it was it was a ma- an amazing experience and like the food again it was like delicious I was like wow I can make that so se lo recomiendo she's gonna I guess she's going to be having it on a monthly basis now. And, um, and she had, I think about 500, 500, to 530 people registered for the, for the class. And it was really, really cool. And I think, uh, Irene, you want in on this and you want to sign up for next month. So
1: I do. I do want in. It seems really cool. And it looked really fun. And you, we follow this chef on our Level of Latina Instagram account. And I watched her posting and she had so many reshares, so many people cooking this delicious food, mind you. It looked delicious. And she's teased to what she's cooking next month. So I really want to do that with you. But it's a great way to, hey, guys, we can't be together, but we can be. There's 500 people on Zoom cooking delicious Mexican food. Like Those sisters, you're right. Like They had this great vibe. And I saw glimpses of it. And I thought, my goodness, we need more of that. So, same kind of thing coming up on January 30th. I want all of you to save the date because we have an amazing day planned for all of you. You've got to save the date. We're going to share more in our newsletter. If you are not yet subscribed to our newsletter, please subscribe at leveluplatina.com and you'll get the first hand account of what's going on. You'll hear first. Uh, on December 1st, where we share a little bit of our preview for our event on January 30th. It's going to be fantastic, but it's the same energy. It's the same being together while being in different living rooms or bedrooms or wherever you are now Zooming these days. But we all need togetherness. We all need energy and good times and strong women in our lives. So that cooking class is a great example, but Level of Latina is doing the exact same thing. So stay tuned for that. Just wanted to tease before we go. And just 2021
2: um, is going to be so exciting for us.
1: I know all of 2021. So we have a lot of really good, exciting things that we are working on. We're putting all of our love into this is our labor of love, as you know. And so we'll start sharing some of that with you, but I did want to say, Ceci, from us, happy birthday again. Happy we love birthday. You. Thank you. Thank you. We know you. that it was, it was different, but it looks like you were surrounded by love and good times and a party in a bag and you got your boo. Oh your yeah. Thank you, you for that. Stuff. Thank you for that. Yeah. The, the cooking was tiring but I definitely
0: celebrated it with una margarita courtesy of Irene that was delicious uh and mini cupcakes so that was yummy so cheers to 39 yes I'm proud of my age I look good I feel good I love it self-love
1: cheers to that I love that and then Vettel turns 39 in January yeah she's a baby she's a baby she she's like nope when I try to say I was a baby, i my god, that's right. Vero is That was like my only comment baby? in there. I know. I was about to say, no. I'm younger. I know. <laughs> so I'm about to be 40. We're about uh, to. I've recently started listening to classical music. I guess that happens when you become a woman of a certain age. But that's oh for goodness. another random episode. <laughs> Las quiero un chingo. Happy birthday, Ceci. Again, Thank you. Thank you for tuning in today. We know we've given a lot of different tips of the day, but primarily stay badass, stay yourself, stay straightforward and patient and kind and get through these holidays with grace. Lots and lots of grace and get creative so that you can see your family and friends in a safe and creative way. If you want to keep this conversation going, please email us. Our email is admin at level Check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Our handles at level up Latina. Find us on Twitter at Latina underscore up. That's where you can find us. Not as active, but still there. Retweet something and share it with us. We love to hear from you on all platforms and have a safe. And wonderful Thanksgiving. Sale vale, chicas? Sale vale? Sale vale. Sale vale. Take care and uh, do not forget to level up. And move ahead, <laughs> feel las <laughs>
2: manos.